0: Welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast featuring the Almighty Bee Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Hey, what's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the H-O-C, and you are now tuned in to episode 102 of the Sports Bros Podcast. That's right. It's 100 plus two more, which equals 102. we got a whole lot to talk about on this episode because there's a whole lot that went on during this week in the world of sports. So guess what? Enough of my incoherent rambling. It's time for me to introduce my co-hosts. Leading off, The Almighty Be live. What's happening? What's going on in
1: the world today? That question never gets old because there's always a different answer all the time. There's going to be some ridiculousness that's going to go on on this podcast, on this episode. And I'm here for it. I don't know about the other guy. He's already, he already asked me to behave today and that's, absolutely not happening so um yeah go ahead go ahead and introduce the other guy you know yes, sir.
0: the sports bros podcast and behaving something about that don't go together does not go together but i know it does go together the pride of washington pennsylvania
2: none other than the money man scotty d Woo! what a weekend march madness baby it was on fire this weekend and a new heavyweight champion of the world in the UFC. I'm ready to talk some sports. Let's lay it on me here, Eddie. Cool. Let's do it, baby. All right, fellas. Let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? As the
0: money man Scotty D said, all right. So this weekend, of course, you know, the Elite Eight has been set. It is in stone as we speak. Um, Right now, we have a live game because, of course, you know, we record on Monday to, to put out on Tuesday between uh, Oregon State and Houston, if I'm not correct, if I'm correct, yes? Yes. All right. And according to uh, Scottie D, from what he said before we uh, hit record button, um, Houston is laying the smackdown on the Ducks. I'm sorry, the Beavers of Oregon State. Correction, the Beavers of Oregon State. So we have that game going on now. And then later tonight, we'll have Arkansas and Baylor. And then tomorrow, we will have USC and the buzzsaw that is the Gonzaga Bulldogs. And of Whoa. course, UCLA and my pick to win it all, according to the brackets, <laughs> the Wolverines of Michigan. Uh, yes, the Michigan Wolverines. Fellas, I'm going to ask you a question. and But be live, I'll start with you first. Which is the most intriguing game during the Elite Eight? Well, to me, I'm
1: still, I'm, there's so every one of them. How do you pick one? True, like, that's true. Man, I tell you right now, UCLA. Really, <laughs> I'm I, I'm so intrigued with them right now because they they were playing game. They yep. had to play an extra game, and now they're in the Elite Eight. and it it just seems like a lot of things are clicking for them right now. It's going to be very, very, very intriguing, and I'm hoping that um UCLA pulls off the win against. Michigan because um, Eddie Cool picked Michigan to win it all, and I need him to lose because my bracket is suffering terribly right now. So go Bruins! Yes, go Bruins! Gotta have it. Let's get it.
0: Bo, Scotty D. Which game and which games or games intrigue you during the Elite Eight?
2: That's actually the one I was going to say, just because um, UCLA it has gotten so hot and we just talked last week about VCU being the only team that's been in the position that UCLA is currently in a first four team with a chance to get to the final four team to get to the final four VCU last week. Remember we talked about that in our, I call BS segment and they have an opportunity and they look good. So that is to me an intriguing matchup because on the other hand, you have Juan Howard, a guy who played in, Two final fours with Michigan get a chance to lead them back to the final four. I actually think that they're going to do it. I think they're going to finally cool Michigan off. Um, Arkansas and Baylor's a a good one. That's that's by the time the podcast comes out, that game will be complete. But as we're talking about it, uh, that's going to be coming on later on tonight. And Baylor's look strong. I, I think they're uh, going to be too much for Arkansas to handle. And Gonzaga just looks like they haven't even really been challenged at this point. So that'll be interesting to see if USC can put up a fight with them. Again, the Pac-12 is still hanging in there as of the recording. I do I, the, the game of those that I'm most interested in, though, is Michigan and UCLA. And I do think Michigan is going to hold on and, and and get through them. Yep, I am intrigued with the
0: Michigan and UCLA, too, because I also have vested interests. As B-Live mentioned, at the last time I checked, I think I'm number one. Hey, no, nobody
1: cares about it. number Nobody one cares. Nobody cares. No, uh, that, that's not even necessary. Let's, let's move on. I think, nothing, I think we need a recount to There's
2: recount. nothing to see here. Don't forget know. the fantasy football is still under protest as well, so what? what I, no, I, no, <laughs> I think this could be under protest. Our fantasy football is under protest by I me. Mean, we still have to review all that, we'll get to that eventually. Uh, th- this I don't know, seems
1: um, like some fishy going on here. Well, <laughs> let's let, let's go ahead and update the sports bros brackets. They're gonna be live, uh,
0: give us the update to right, the right sports now bracket bandits please and thank you
1: all right and i will i will go from i'll go bottom to top and just because that's how i feel like doing things (laughs) sitting in sitting in eighth place right now we have scotty Heinerman with 350 points tied for sixth place we have mr marcus 81 and then all right in fourth place we have rodney bellamy third place we have terrible pete tolanski In second place, we have the money man Scotty D and in first place. All right. Yeah. Yep, you're in second
2: place. Scotty D, you are in second place. (laughs) With no final four teams. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I got one team. I got Gonzaga. That's
0: it. B Who who was in first place again?
1: Um, see um what had happened was whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What's the point difference there from first and second? The there is
1: a 50-point difference between first and second place.
2: Hmm. So, so conceivably Michigan loses, Gonzaga wins the whole thing. First place yeah. can still be overtaken. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Aha. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Stay uh, I, tuned.
1: I, I need well, I need Baylor to win it all. And he, but here's here's where here's where Scotty D is sitting right now. Because he there's three people in this league that picked Gonzaga to win it all. So, and right now, with the max, max points that are available, the best bracket with the max points available is um, Rodney Hot Rod. Hey, his bracket right now, as a six, can get a maximum of 13, um, 1320 points. Any cool can get 1310. Money Man can only get 1020. So, you struggle. So, this. There's a lot of moving and shaking that could be done. And I you notice I didn't mention mine at all because it, it's not t- it's this. time
2: we stop using the Dominion voting system here for this for, this, <laughs> for our for our polls. We keep we, we keep using Dominion and I keep getting screwed on this anyway.
0: <laughs> hey, it's, hey, it's either that or be a liar like Derek Jackson. Moving right along, to the <laughs> next. Yeah. no, you did, no, yeah. you did. Yeah. I had to jug, 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 jab, jab, jab. Kids, keep it real. It does not pay to be a fraud at that and profit off of. It. It's not good for business. You don't see us right claiming to be experts and know it all when it comes to sports. But in the words of the Almighty, be live. I die. And getting right back on track, as Scotty D mentioned earlier in the world of the Ultimate Fighting Championship UFC and new heavyweight champion is the Predator, Francis Ngannou, as he defeats Stipe Miocic in the second round, uh, 52 seconds, in the second round, TKO slash KO. And with that being said, Scotty D, what is next? for the Predator Francis Ngannou.
2: Well, funny you should ask, because in February, Dana White said John Jones is getting the winner of this fight. And then on fight night, John Jones tweets out, show me the money. So now there's already tension between Dana White and John Jones. They've had money battles before. So we're we're I think we're going to be in for a battle with this going forward. I don't think it's a done deal that Francis Ngannou fights John Jones next. John Jones is being criticized for saying that, and people are saying he's already scared of of fighting Ngannou. And Jones said, why would I be scared? I knew who was fighting. I've already put on all this weight to, to be a heavyweight. I just want to get paid what I'm worth. Blah, blah, blah. This is going to be a battle between those two. Having said that, just to go back to what we saw on Saturday night, Ngannou looked fantastic. I mean stipe beat this guy back in 2018 but to me stipe looked in this fight like like he was too small to be in there did, did you guys see these two up against each other in the cage at all did you guys see the fight or the highlights anyway i i want to catch the highlights and i was like stipe looks a little little <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah. he was was, was getting manhandled. He was getting manhandled. Well,
2: that's the thing. He he lost weight. Uh, uh, He's I mean, he was never he never carried around body fat, but he lost some weight against when he fought prior to Cormier's third fight against him. But you know, I went back and watched the first fight between those two again, uh, Anganu and and Stipe. And Stipe was a little bit bigger. His body was a little bit more filled out, and he had a little bit more muscle. But even in that one and gannu was you know the bigger stronger guy but guys when you when you see a guy that's that big just a knockout machine whether it's boxing or ufc what is the great equalizer when it comes to that a guy dealing with a guy with that kind of power it's fatigue mm-hmm. it's fatigue that's wearing a guy out and after the first round the other night Stipe was unable to take Ngannou down. And to me, it looked like he didn't have the power that he had in the first fight. And Ngannou didn't gas himself out. In the first fight, Ngannou did the old adrenaline dump. He went hard in the first round. And by the end of the first round, he was done. And Stipe just leaned on him for for four rounds and beat him up with ground and pound. That didn't happen in the first round of this fight. And Stipe, I don't think, had the same kind of strength to be able to to deal with that. And, And it was a smaller cage, so he didn't The speed advantage wasn't a factor. But at the end of the first round, I think Stipe's corner made a mistake. When I was watching it live, I was listening to what his corner, you know, they rotate corners, you know, you know, between rounds. And his corner said, you need more offense. And I think that was a mistake because immediately I'm thinking you have to see this guy's not fatigued yet. That's when you want to start put out more offense to me. He had to. To, to be successful in this fight, I think he needed to stay away from this guy and try to tire him out for a couple rounds and do the same thing that he did in the first fight. And that was going to be his advantage, was his cardio. But and Ganu was patient and when he did catch him, oh man, he caught him good. Oh, did you see him fall down and his leg buckled underneath him? Oh, that was scary. Yeah. And and, and Ganu in 2018 was not ready to be the champion, but he learned. He was patient the other night. He didn't do the adrenaline dump? He didn't go all in. He picked and chose the spots, and whenever it was open, man, he touched him, and boom, <laughs> that was it. So, new heavyweight champion of the world, it's much deserved. I think it was only a matter of time before this was going to happen. You know, you got a young, hungry fighter like Ghana with just crazy power and the perfect mindset. What you what did you see, labs
1: And my sentiments exactly. That is exactly what you what you just explained it is exactly what I saw. I. I predicted that um, Ngano would um, end up being the champion. I just think that over the course, he took he took that loss and he learned from it. He built upon that, and he was he was much more disciplined. This um yep. this fight, and then it's just it's still you still have that power. So he was like, you know what? Nope, nope. Um, take my time. Take my time. i throw that throw that jab a couple times. And then, man, when he when he hit him, oh
2: boy! Well, Ste Stepe also at one point in that second round, the second round when he got knocked out, he had a he he took he threw a good shot and and connected on it, and I think that made him be sloppy because in the first fight when he did that, it hurt Ngannou. He backed him up on his heels a little bit, but again, he I don't think he had quite the power, and He wasn't tired. So Stipe made the mistake. Listen to his corner going for more offense, and when he went for that second punch, boom! Right, yeah. took a left right on the chin. And it was nighty night time. Hey, and, and, Stipe was a good champion, man. But you know, oh, yeah, it, it you know the as time evolves and the the next fighters start catching up to the previous guys, I, I don't think he'll be champion again. I think he, he had a good reign five years or whatever it was, but I I think his his best days are now behind him. It, it's and gone his title for a while, I think. Although, hey, who knows if he actually does get the John Jones fight. You know, Jones is a smart fighter. So we'll, we'll see how that, that shakes out. God, I want to see that fight, though. I really, oh, really do. Please, please get it together.
1: Just please. We, we need. I think everybody needs that fight. Yeah. Every, everybody mm-hmm. needs that fight. We Man, all
0: we all need it.
2: Because at this point, I kind of feel like John Jones is the heel. And people are behind Ngannou. They want to see John Jones get knocked out because the only loss he has on his record is a DQ. And through time, I mean, Jones has just rubbed people the wrong way. And after the other night, I think people were chomping at the bit to watch Francis and Ngannou knock John Jones on his tail. Yep, um, Dana White, you know what you got to do, player? Got to pay him.
0: That man the money so we can get the fight. That we've all been waiting for because we want it, we need it, and we got to have it. Fellas, guess what's coming up on what's Thursday? Up? Uh, on Thursday, what's happening Thursday? The return mm-hmm. of Major League Baseball. We had a lot of spring training games going on, but guess what? If 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 I'm if I'm understanding this thing right, we're going to get a full 162 game schedule this season. I believe so. Oh, we about to get a whole full schedule with no um, yeah, with no interruptions or anything like that. So, um, yeah, so guess what? It's that time again for some good old Major League Baseball. And you know what that means? Across the country, that means it's getting warm. I can see the green grass in my front yard. I got to see no more snow on my lawn. It's going to start to warm up a little bit. It's got to be. We live in the same region and be like, you know, the grass is evergreen there. in The Carolinas in damn way. So, um, yeah, with that being said, it's time to make a little predictions and prognostications. Scotty, what you got for this upcoming baseball
2: season? Well, I, I, I'm just going to kind of throw out some things I'm interested in watching this year. Okay. One is that Mike Trout of the Angels is, I think, is, this is going to be his 11th year now, I think. He's, I think he's been in for 10 years, and he has never won a playoff series. They haven't even been in the playoffs, the Angels since 2014 and this guy deserves better because he's pretty much the generational baseball player right now of our time. And I have to admit, I have not watched him like I, like I should be watching him. And, you know, typically when you miss players like that, you catch them in the postseason, like West coast players, East coast, people see them more in the postseason we haven't seen that. So I'm going to make it a point to watch Mike Trout this year. Um, They added some starting pitching. They added a closer, um, You know, last year they they brought in Anthony Rendon, Uh, Otani Shohei Otani has not panned out for them too much yet, but they did add uh, um, Jose Iglesias at shortstop, a catcher. So I'm I'm anxious to see if that translates. They they were a little bit busy. the 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 team I'm still going. Last year I picked Yankees and Dodgers in the World Series. I think I'm going Yankees again, but I think I'm going to go with the Braves to come out of the National League. The Braves have. Really good starting pitching. I know that's, I know you guys like the Braves. They had, um, was it Soroka tours Achilles last year and they should have him back. Mm-hmm. They added Charlie Morton. I I, I think the Braves are going to be a good team to watch. And the Dodgers haven't lost anything. I Not really, but it's just so hard to repeat. I mean, they were in the postseason, what? A dozen years in a row, seemingly, and mm-hmm. that was the first time they actually won the World Series, so I don't know. Do they have the mindset now that they're over the hump? They're going to do it again. Um, The Padres are supposedly the team to watch, but, you know, they added you Darvish and Blake Snell. Is that enough? Because they got owned by the Dodgers in the postseason. I don't know if that's if that's enough, but I I still think the Dodgers are the team to beat. But I think the Braves can do it Uh, over to you guys. What do you what do you say here?
1: Well, I mean, you you talk so much in this. Space. I know it I got took, I got hyped it, up about you, you baseball. <laughs> I'm sorry. I That's, mean, and, to, and I li- cut myself and off. You, the thing about it is, you literally took every point that I was going to make. I mean, it would almost be repeat the exact exact what I think.
2: The Mike Trout thing you were going to say, you were going to talk about Mike Trout. I wasn't going to talk about Mike Trout, but I was going to talk about (laughs) the
1: Dodgers, the Braves, the Padres being team to watch. I actually was going to say that because I I agree with you. And that's a very rare moment Um, for those that are watching and listening. That is a very rare moment that me and Sky D agree. I agree with him in the National League. I still think that, unfortunately, I love, when I say I love my Atlanta Braves, if I'm going to be unbiased, The Dodgers won it, and they got better in in the offseason. I'm like, how? how?" First of all, where is all this money coming from?
2: Magic Johnson.
1: Golly. It's coming (laughs) from
0: somewhere. It is coming from somewhere.
1: But, yeah, I'm going to say this, and this is a joke, but I think the Boston Red Sox are going to make some moves because – they got LeBron James as a um, part owner of the Boston Red Sox.
2: They have too far <laughs> to go to contend. Yeah, I know. They too far. I,
1: know.
0: <laughs> I know our no, new Eng- <laughs> I know our New England listeners and viewers are going to kill us. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: they got way too much to go. Um,
2: are you going I'm Yankees? Sure, getting- we going Yankees? <sighs> Oh, I mean, I mean the Yankees. They obviously Garrett Cole's the big money guy. They added Corey Kluber, they added Jamison Tye on. They're getting Domingo Armand back after he had the domestic violence that he had to sit out all of last year. So their pitching, in theory, should be better. Um, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm.
1: A, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna defer my um my American League pick to next week because I just. I don't know enough about the American League I followed a lot of stuff for the National because I mean between the like I so said between the Braves, the Dodgers, the Padres, the moves that they made the, and, and on top of that the National League East division is by far the toughest division in baseball right now like all the teams made major moves this offseason so it's going to be a dog fight just to get out of the East but I definitely picked the Braves and so I followed a lot of that I couldn't I couldn't tell you what happened with um, some of the American League teams. I know somehow, some way, the Astros cheated again. That's about <laughs> they it. Could be, they're going to be a factor
2: again. Yeah, they're going to be a factor again, I think. They, uh, they lost Springer. He went to Toronto. But it seemed like Michael Brantley was also going there, and he ended up back with the, with the Astros. But to your point about the National League East, I think it's conceivable that the the two wild cards could both come from that division. Absolutely. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I know that the, the Padres, Dodgers has got you know needs to be settled out west, but you know the Mets, the Mets added Francisco Lindor, and that's not to be, you know, you can't gloss over over a pickup like that. And and the the, the Nationals made some moves. They got Josh Bell, but they also got you know Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber. To me, they, eh, eh. it eh. seems like good moves on paper, but I've seen both of them. Falter the plate. You know, I, I like the Mets better, I think, as a wild card, and the Padres as a wild card. Because I still think the Dodgers, you know, over the long haul are, are the team to beat. But uh no nobody's picking the Pirates. Of course not. <laughs>
1: that, they, okay, that would for, be
2: you, sir. That would be you. You that's okay, your team, have, Scott.
1: have they decided like they are individual players in baseball that make more money? than the Pirates spend on their entire team. That My is trial. that is true. That's, <laughs> yeah.
2: so was, Fernando Tatis. It he makes
1: more money just,
2: than the whole the Pirates organization. Payroll. Like, yeah.
1: How is that even a thing? Come Bryce, on. Bryce
2: but, Harper. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, though, they might have the rookie of the year candidate in the National League this year, Brian Hayes. Charlie Hayes' son, he, he came up in September last year. It was only 24 games, but he bad, 376, had five home runs. So he's a guy to watch. And then uh, as far as, like, the uh, the MVP thing, I mean, Acuna's got to be in the conversation this year. Betts, Tatis Jr., Wansato, I mean, there are some – there are some heavyweights coming out this year. It's gonna be it's uh, it's gonna be fun to watch a whole full season of baseball. I know that much.
0: Yes, yeah, so it, it it'll it'll be fun to watch a whole full season of baseball, and hopefully, 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 I can find my way to maybe an Indians game, or maybe take that trip back home and go to a Braves game, or maybe maybe even come out your way, Scotty, and watch your Pirates try not Ooh. to play a uh, goose egg. Okay.
1: okay, if you if you're spending any money to go, if you're gonna spend money, you're gonna go see the Pirates.
0: No. At this, At this point, say, you're going say, to say, see the
2: stadium. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the stadium
0: and the river that's right by it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the ambiance. Who's playing? Yeah, I'm here for the ambiance and the hot dogs. I hear the beer's pretty good too. Yeah. Take me
1: out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd.
0: Buy <laughs> me some peanuts and cracker. Crack that's right. Baseball is back. Oh, uh, let's see. I am rolling with the Braves as well, too. Um, the the Braves are going to be real tough this year because they got everybody coming back, and then as Scotty D said, the Dodgers they are the team to beat. But uh, a lot of um, a team that's really going to have a lot of people you know, put a lot of people on notice are the San Diego Padres with uh, Tatis Jr. getting a bunch of money, and they got everybody coming back, and they look real good. But first, they got to get the hell (laughs) out of the NLS to begin with, and over in the National League, um, I need I need Judge and I need Stanton to be healthy. Yes, yes, please. I, I need them to be healthy. If if they're healthy, they're
2: my pick coming out of the American League. And well, they're uh, already off to a bad start with injuries now. Luke Voigt's already out with a torn meniscus till oh, June, Jesus. and he was he led the he led the league in home runs last year. I mean, it was a short short season, but he had the most home runs in that season. So the injuries have already started for the Yanks. Yeah, piling up, piling up. Yeah, you also can't
0: count out the uh, the Astros as well too. Them cheating sons of you know what's and um, then also uh the Twins fellas. Let's not sleep on yeah. the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, they've yeah. the um uh, before not not last season, but the season before they were steamrolling over everybody. They're playing some real good baseball, and um, a guy that's really gonna have a good season this year, Juan Soto of the Washington. Nationals, he'll do his little Soto Struff uh shuffle. I saw in the four little network, I'm like, ah, oh, this guy's pretty cool, he's pretty charismatic and a very, very, very smart hitter. So, fellas, a uh, Thursday game number one of 162. I love opening day. Okay. The question, Scotty
1: Scotty D, because you, you, you know a little bit better than me, how did none of us mention the Tampa Bay Rays?
2: Uh, you know, I actually. Uh, <laughs> I, what I had in my notes there is about them. The only thing I really am, see, they, they were, they got hot at the end of the year. The, the, they had some trouble managing because Blake Snell was their guy on the mound about to win game seven, and now he's in San Diego. And, but the, they might have the best shot at the American League rookie of the year. That's Randy Rosarena, who looked like a world beater in the, in the postseason last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that, they always seem to get left out of the conversation. But, yeah, I mean, they should be right there again, you would think. We'll see. Yep, we should. shall see. Yep, and we shall see.
0: Well, we also cannot leave the NFL out of this week's news as well, too, on the top of the order. That's our, that's our name for this opening segment of the podcast. We call it the top of the order. Um, we had a, a pick up, a trade, excuse me, we had a trade. Draft picks. There's a whole lot going on. Got three teams involving the 49ers, the Dolphins, and also the Philadelphia Eagles. So pay attention. Here's what's going on. So if I stutter or stammer, just, just bear with me. Please. Here we go. The 49ers trade the 12th pick, a 2022 third round pick as a compensatory pick and first-round picks in 2022 and 2023 in exchange for this year's Dolphins' third overall pick in the draft. Miami, they get a 2021 six-round overall pick and a 156th fifth-round pick from the Eagles in exchange for the 12th pick, the 123rd pick, and a 2022 first-round pick.
2: Quiz uh, on that later. Quiz uh, on that later. We'll quizzy on that later.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm, about out of breath. I'm over here sweat. <laughs> all right. And with that being said, b Live, I'm going to let you lead off with this one. Which of these three teams will benefit from the trades and who gave up too damn much?
1: I'm going to say out of all of this, the Dolphins. Mm. I think the Dolphins... I think they're gonna they they moved up. I think they moved up and they're gonna grab a wide receiver. They're gonna grab a top wide receiver. They're gonna give to a a, a very solid weapon. And I think I think he. They, I think they're gonna do the little Alabama to Alabama connection oh. and get Jalen Waddle. Mm. I think that I think that's what that move was for was to get, grab a top notch wide receiver, give him a weapon. Now, do I do? Uh, who moves up to get a wide receiver? I don't know, but I think that Jalen Waddle and um, um, Jamar Chase. I think they're they're otherworldly talent. I think they're they're gonna have great NFL careers. I think that um, it's those two especially. Um, what's my to do? Um, Devontae. Um, the, he won the Heisman. Devontae Smith. See, Devontae Smith, he won the Heisman. He's up there as well. I think, but I think just Waddle and Waddle and Chase, I think Miami's gonna benefit best because Miami was already a 10 win team. They don't lose anything on the defensive end. They pick up a top notch wide receiver. I think Miami challenges Buffalo with this move in the um AFC East. Oh yeah, let me go. Ahead, let me go ahead and put this out there real quick. Um, screw you, San Francisco, <laughs> for moving up and making those those picks. That got to give up the whole world and uh, partridge and the pear tree. Just move up a couple of spots because y'all don't believe in Jimmy G anymore. Now my Panthers are sitting here. Well, what what do what, what do we do now, George? What do we do? Because I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna give up. All of that just move up in the draft. Only thing that we would do in that I don't even know that's still on the table anymore. Don't really even want to mention it, but it's still Deshaun Watson. But uh, you know, I really, uh. really, really don't want to even get into that. But yeah, Miami, I think they, um, I think they um, stand the best to Im- improve after
2: this movement. All right, Scotty D, who benefited and who got hosed? I think Miami. I, I like what they did. Because the top three are all going to be quarterbacks. They don't they've decided two is their quarterback. They weren't going to draft a quarterback. But at the same time, they didn't want to get left out in the cold, moving all the way back to 12. So they moved back up to six. And you know why they moved back up there? Because they didn't want to miss out on the maybe highest tight end prospect that one can find. And that is Kyle Pitts coming out of Florida. That's who Miami's taking. That's a big target that that Tua is going to need. He's they actually have a couple good receivers. They just um, they just signed one from uh, oh it's guy from T- Fuller, right? Didn't they just sign yeah, Will yeah. Fuller?
0: Yeah, they, they, the they, they Yeah, they signed Will Fuller, but he got to sit down for a few games. Six. He's a. You see, yeah, he's out yeah. for six, six, six weeks if I'm not has, mistaken. Has,
2: hasn't he already served a couple of those games? Though? Uh, no. He...
0: Well, actually, he he got he got injured. I think he got injured towards the end of the season, and he he, and he was already out, and I think the report broke that he was um, using PEDs, and then I guess going okay. into next season, he may have to sit because, you know, he was okay, hurt. Okay, so, he he, could
2: play this so we'll assume he's sitting a couple games anyway, but they had a couple other good receivers, I thought, last year. that they. I don't think that's as much of a need, but if you can get this guy, this guy is supposed to be a can't-miss prospect coming out, a big, big tight end like that, who's like the most athletic-looking tight end prospect we've ever seen. I think that's the reason they wanted to, to get back up there to not miss out on the chance for that guy. Um, so I, I, I like what they, they've, I mean, they've stockpiled a lot of picks the last couple of years. That's how you build an organization, but it's not going to matter if they keep stockpiling picks and hitting on them all if their quarterback ends up being a bust. That's going to be the big key is what we need to see more from Tua next year. You know, he didn't overly impress. I mean, I know it was a kind of a weird season. and He only got a few games in at the end, but they're going in on him because they traded out of there and they, they let old Fitz magic go up to the Washington football team. But, uh, I'm not so sure San Francisco is, uh, counting on Jimmy G. I, I still think Did he's going to head, head to the Patriots. It's still, I still think there's a chance of that happening or of the Patriots moving up, maybe into Atlanta spot at four and trying to get a quarterback there. So they're we got a month to see how that shakes out.
0: I Here's my thing. I just want to know. When are the 49ers going to stop this game with Jimmy Garoppolo? Because apparently Jimmy Garoppolo, he just ain't it.
2: I think they stopped the game. I think that's why they made the deal.
0: He just ain't it. It's a classic case of, hey, man, everybody know you ain't good, but you. You know what I'm saying? They should have to be like that.
2: But maybe and he's this- just in the wrong system, and maybe he would be good if he went back to New England. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what uh, they're counting on with Carson Wentz in Indianapolis that he's going back to the coach. to helped him be successful. So be interesting to see how that works out as well. Yeah. And
1: and just an update real quick, um, Will Fuller served five of his six game suspension last year. So he's only out for one game in twenty
0: twenty one. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, the Dolphins are going to be fully loaded um, this coming season hey fellas guess what else is gonna be fully loaded what's up what what's it? going on what's up what Eddie cool what uh, who, who 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 I'm glad y'all asked it's time once again for our favorite part of the show the choices of the voices and with that being said hey yo button hit it
1: and now our favorite part of the show the choices of the voices
0: once again thank you to the wonderful and so lovely miss button for introducing our favorite portion of the show you heard the lady the choices of the voices section of the show where we ask the listeners the questions and then they give us the answers and we talk about it in short form uh we pick at you But it's all in good fun, because you know what, if it wasn't for the choices of the voices, then we would have no reason to do the show because it's our favorite portion of the show. With that being said, Scotty D, what's the question for this week's Choices of the
2: Voices? All right. On the topic of March Madness, I asked what March Madness star, college basketball star from years past, were you most disappointed in when it came to their NBA career? Guys, we had really, like, a, a lot of really good answers. A lot of the ones that were on my mind when I created this question came up from uh, from you guys out there listening and, and following us on Facebook. So, Eddie Cool, fire these off, man. These are good answers we got here. All right. we Yeah, they are very good answers. As always, we
0: appreciate our listeners now more than ever. All right. Leading off is terrible, Pete Talansky, and he says... I can't wait for baseball season uh, questions to start. Well, Pete, if you listen to the (laughs) podcast, stay tuned. And we talked a little bit about baseball, so stay tuned or just rewind it and listen again. All right, he said, I can't wait for baseball (laughs) season questions to start. Um, I've never been much of a basketball fan, so I haven't been answering these questions. But I have to say Christian Leitner. Uh, maybe the most disappointing simply because of all the hype leading up to his poor NBA career with the game-winning shot in the NCAA tournament to him being the only college player on the 1992 Dream Team. It seems like he should have done more. See, a lot of people don't remember that Christian was on the Dream Team that year.
1: He was the college representation on that team, so yeah. Um yeah, I absolutely agree as much as I despise Christian Leitner. He was he was like there was so much hype behind him. Again, that 92 Dream Team to be selected, that's basically you are the best college basketball player at that time to represent your country. And then I couldn't even tell you anything about his NBA career if there's anything really.
2: It was very average to below average, which makes this actually a pretty good answer, because if he wasn't hyped, his career would have just been another OK career. But uh, that's actually a great point that Pete made. he, I mean, he, he was like the most decorated college player coming into the league, almost you know, one of the most decorated of all time coming in, at least in the modern era of the you know, when they started the field of 64. Uh, I mean, he was there every year in the final four with duke so yeah that's a good answer pete i like that answer yep pete good one good one terrible pete to
0: all right we got a rodney bellamy he says everyone gonna hate on the dukies i guess uh he said for a more recent player how about send thornwell of south carolina takes the nation by storm by making the final four a few years ago and they haven't really heard anything else from mr thornwell uh, let's see what happened with Sendarius. He got drafted by the Clippers, and then he got let go, and then he got and, and then some he he signed with somebody he, in, in the league. I just can't remember who it was, but um, yeah, Sendarius Thornwell has a job, but he is very very underwhelming. Yeah, very very. Yeah,
2: I I I couldn't tell you where he's at. Yeah, he is it's, yeah number zero Cindarius Thornwell, but to Rodney's point, everyone's hating on the Dukies. They have had a history of really talented players in college not do much in the pros, whereas the big rival, North Carolina, has a list pretty long of good NBA players, starting with the very top of the NBA list, if you know what I mean. So, Yeah,
0: one of the uh, blue bloods in all of college basketball. Moving right along, we got Clint Ayers. What's going on, Clint? He said, Ed Cota Wow. He said, maybe the best point guard in UNC history. Look up the stat, or best yet, most fun to watch. And he said, Kenny, I guess he's talking about Kenny Smith, was great as well, too. Yes, Ed Coda. I've forgotten I all
2: about Ed Coda. I forgot about him.
0: Yeah, Ed Coda. Be like, you remember Ed Coda? I remember the name. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I got nothing yeah. besides. I remember the name, but that's about as much as I can even – dive into wasn't wasn't he
2: there with rasheed wallace back at that era i mean i think he i think he was with that with that team might might have been might either that or or is he uh, with carter and jameson he might have been with that crew
0: i think it was with carter and jameson if i'm not mistaken
2: either way see we've we've forgotten him because he (laughs) never did anything in the nba so a a perfect answer
0: yeah, yeah, we don't know. We don't know who the hell he played with before, during, and after. We don't know <laughs> where he went <laughs> in his NBA career. Moving right along, we got Jim Hansen. He said Robert Tractor Trailer, um, and Trey Burke is another good one from Michigan. So two Michigan boys. Uh, Tractor Trailer, rest in peace. He had a decent career, and I don't know where the hell Trey Burke is. anybody want anybody know where he is? anybody
2: Nope.
1: I'm trying my best right now on the the Wikipedia this real quick and Google this real quick. I got a couple of updates right now. Okay. Um Sendarius Thornwell just recently, um, on March 10th, he signed with the Pelicans to a 10 day contract. Well oh, it's already over that means he's
2: been in the CBA pretty much <laughs> what he's been right. Doing.
1: And Ed Cota he was not drafted. He went undrafted, and then ended up being drafted by the Gary Steelheads of the Minor League Continental Basketball Association.
0: Hmm. What's the letter of abbreviation for that? ML CBA. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've never heard of it. And
1: yeah. then he, but then he went. He. According to Wikipedia, had a successful
0: basketball career
1: in Europe.
2: Which there's always that always oh,
0: yeah, can't go wrong with money. Hey, that Euro year, that year money is something different.
1: Well, that consisted of eight years. So, but it was I guess it was successful.
0: Man, man, man. to an extent, it is, and it was. Moving right along, we got Mike Davis. He said it has to be DeJuan Blair for me. I'm a pit guy, <laughs> but I thought for sure he was going to do big things. I remember they had, uh, Oh, 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 Biggie, I Gary McGee and Dewan Blair. Scotty, DL. I know you remember Dewan Blair,
2: don't you? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a big pit fan. So of course, uh, I, but I didn't think, see, I, I wasn't expecting DeJuan Blair to like have a great career because I, I, thought he was just like a, a good solid player. And I thought that's what he was in the NBA too. I mean, he had a couple good years with San Antonio and, uh, I forget where else he ended up. He he, he moved to a few different teams, but um, you know, I just the one Blair to me wasn't like a you know he was never like a player of the year candidate in college basketball. He was very very good, you know. It, it and he actually had like the longest arms of anyone of all time, wide body, long arm, played very well. But you know, he was like a rebound and rebound guy, defensive guy. I, I thought he had an okay, an okay career. I just don't think the hype was there for for that one, but. All right, Dwan Blair makes the show. If I'm not mistaken, we got
0: yeah. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I think he won a championship with San Antonio while he was there.
2: I think he. I think he may have. I think he may have. have. I
0: may or may not be. Might well throw that in the Google machine and check that out. But in the meantime, we got a friend to the show, Jr. He said Raymond Felton, Luol, good one. Yep, yeah, Luol Deng, Jerevis yep. Vasquez from the University of Maryland, Julius Hodge from the North Carolina State Wolfpack, Sean May and Sheldon Williams. Uh, All
2: solid players.
0: Yeah, Raymond Felton. He Raymond Felton was serviceable. He was like, okay. Yeah, he was. He wasn't bad. He was okay. Luol Dang had a few good years in Chicago. I don't know where the hell Dravis Vasquez went. Uh, Julius Hodge, Sean May, Shelton Williams was around for a cup of coffee, but he didn't last much longer. He did. They used to call him the uh what was it, the Mayor or something. They had, he had a, he had a nickname when he was in college, but that didn't transition over to the NBA as we can see. Cause I don't even know. I don't even know. I think he went to New Jersey. I don't even know what the hell he went. All right, moving right along. We got a Hall of Famer himself, Uncle Max. He said, I think they were I think there were great exceptions of Charlie Ward coming to the league. Expect- I'm sorry, 3-2-1. We'll do it again. I think there were great expectations of Charlie Ward coming to the league. Um, he did have a 10-year career, but he was a mediocre player. Heisman winning
2: quarterback, Charlie Ward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's why I don't... I, I, I kind of dispute this one because he wasn't hyped to be a great basketball player I thought he was a better NBA player than I was expecting him to be I mean he was good with that Knicks team he was on there with Patrick Ewing and Starks and Mason Oakley he, he was a pretty nice point guard but you know I think he would have been a bigger bust if he had gone to the NFL and failed because you know that style that he was playing back then would translate better today but wasn't very suited to the pro game back there so I thought Charlie Ward had a nice 10-year career.
0: True, true, true. Got that. All right, we got Joe Gafkin. He said, oh, he got, a, ooh, he got some good ones here. He said Adam Morrison, Ed O'Bannon, Mateen Cleaves, Trajan Langdon, John Wallace of Syracuse, Eric Montrose, who played for the Celtics, comes to mind. Um, he said he he hates to do this, but he got to throw his guy, Juan Dixon, in there, too. He gave us quite a few, quite a few.
2: Yeah, and some that were were on my radar and I made this question. Adam Morrison, I'll never forget, sitting there crying on the floor for Gonzaga, and the game wasn't over. Uh, that made me sick, and I just told you all you were ever going to need to know about that, that little pencil mustache freak show. Um, <laughs> and Ed O'Bannon, I thought, was going to be really a good pro. But he from UCLA. I mean, him and his brother were running it in the in the early '90s. I think they won the championship. I want to say '95. Yep, '95. Yep. That that was a good. Oh, a good. Game. Really good, a good team. Game. Really good team. And um, and I thought Ed O'Bannon was going to turn out to be a better NBA player, and he just he 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 just didn't. And Mateen Cleves, I think, was a really good college point guard, but just uh, maybe undersized for the NBA. I don't know, but he, he led Michigan state to a championship and he'll always, uh, have a free tab up (laughs) up there in Michigan. Yeah. He was
0: the, um, him and was it Morris Peterson and uh, and there was a few other guys. He's called him the Flint. Yeah. 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 Cause they were from uh, Flint, Michigan, uh, Trajan Langdon. Yeah. He was, he was known as a sharp shooting three point specialist. Uh, his nickname was the Alaskan assassin. I think he played for Cleveland, and then he disappeared. Uh, John Wallace. I don't remember where he went after that. No. Uh, um, Eric Montrose and that flat top of his. Um, I had played, a couple,
2: couple years. Yeah, in Boston. Yeah.
0: Yep. Man, I don't know where Juan Dixon went. Be Live any you. Uh, yeah. What do you think about the uh, Joe's picks?
1: Um, Adam Morrison.
0: Yeah. He Adam makes Morrison. me sick. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Scotty. Yeah,
2: right. He makes me sick. He made me sick, <laughs> crying while the game is being still played. The game wasn't over, and it was only down like by a point or two points. Game wasn't over, and he's crying. Come on, makes me wow. sick. You,
1: you, I promise you, you will
2: be okay. You. Oh, I'll... I'm okay. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but but he made me sick when it happened.
1: I believe it. I believe it. But, yeah, um, definitely definitely some good names up here. You know, we always like to focus on one, but they just start throwing a whole bunch of them. You know, um, um, Joey Buckets. Uh, we always appreciate you. We do. Yeah, yeah, that's a good list. That's a good <laughs> yeah, list of guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: absolutely.
2: That's, there, that's there were a couple other, Eddie. I don't know if you saw the glossed over earlier on, up, up a little bit higher there. Clay Stetler. did you see his? Uh No, what did he say? Jimmer Fredette. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Jim, Jimmer got hot in the tournament. That's where he made his name.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did I miss, um, him? Did he, I miss him
2: more, Scotty D? Yeah. Matty Ice went with Danny Ferry, who was another really good pick. He was like the the golden boy of Duke, and then he got drafted by the Clippers and didn't pan out too well. And then uh, Frank Norris picked. Greg Oden uh Clay actually also mentioned Greg Oden as well and Greg Oden's another guy that was on my mind when I made that one but that dude just was never ever healthy never he probably got injured playing pickup basketball shooting free throws last week if he if he tried um who more like getting out of bed who knows what could have been with that guy he was injured coming into college I think and just was always always hurt yeah yeah
0: yeah, just yeah, be, be probably just getting hurt, just getting out of bed as dog on self. Um, yeah. all right, so that's it for the choices of the voices. But before we go, we want to give a shout out to terrible Pete Talansky, Rodney Bellamy, Clint Ayers, Jim Hansen, Maddie Ice, Mike Davis, JR, uh, Uncle Max, Joe Gaffigan.
2: Did I miss anybody, Scotty D? Uh, Clay, Clint, Rodney, you got them all. I think you got everybody. Yep, yeah, Clay, Clint, Rodney, thank you. F- Frank All everybody. You guys, thank you. Thank That's you. right. All of y'all. Thank you. All right, Scotty D who'd you pick? Um, I a, a couple that I, I was thinking more injury wise was Derek Rose and Penny Hardaway just cause they seemed to be so exceptional, but they were kind of cut short by injuries. Um, Corliss Williamson was a guy from Arkansas that was supposed to be pretty, pretty big coming in, but I'm going to tell you one that that actually Derek Coleman in 1990 looked like a guy that was going to be really suited for the NBA coming out of Syracuse. He looked really, really good. And I don't think he ever got past the second round of the play. I think he only made it to the second round of the playoffs once with the Nets. And then uh, going back to that Clippers thing with Danny Ferry, they also drafted Danny Manning who carried Kansas on his back to a national championship. And then, you know they had those two and they had Charles Smith from Pitt it looked like the Clippers were starting to collect talent in the late 80s. that team never panned out so Danny Manning and Derek Coleman both guys I thought were both of those I really really thought were like blue chip NBA players that didn't didn't pan out. How about you be live be live
1: sorry <laughs> yeah you're gonna pay for that later. Oh boy here we go um but yeah. This one was relatively easy for me because it literally just one person really jumped off the page. Nobody mentioned them, which actually surprised me. But again, like I've said before, I've followed a lot of North Carolina basketball. And they won um, won the national championship in 2004-2005. I don't know if y'all remember that lineup that had the likes of Raymond Felton, Sean May, Rashad McCants. But the one person that, and it blew my mind when it happened, but the person that got drafted higher than all of them wasn't even the starter. He was the sixth man on the team and got drafted higher. A four-goal, he um, only played one year. And my biggest disappointment, Marvin Williams.
0: Mm, 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 mm.
1: There was so much hype. Behind the guy that came off the bench, he wasn't good enough to start on that team.
2: <laughs> You're right. He was. He went high. Didn't he go, He was like fifth number two. World. He, he, he was second. Two he yeah, was he, second. He was second overall. Second. Was second. overall. Wow.
1: And I was like, "What?
2: Who picked him?"
1: Um, the, the Atlanta, the Atlanta the Hawks. The Hawks. Yes, the, the, that's right. The, the Atlanta Hawks. Everyone I, he, thought
2: that was a home run pick at the time because he was going to be so close to home. And that's and I, right. Uh, and I remember that
0: and I was like, okay, the Hawks got the number two pick and uh the Atlanta Hawks select Marvin Williams. I'm like, why? And for what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing
1: here? Stand yes. Say, do you, yes. It, do any of y'all remember anything
2: he's done in the NBA? Oh, he was out quick, right? So, Only two, three years. I think what is, no, collect, but, what, is
0: what is collective well, paycheck? Watch this surprisingly
1: enough. You might consider it an actual good career because he retired last year.
2: No. <laughs> he oh retired. wow. Where, where's he so, been?
1: Let, let let's go let's go through it. He he was with the Atlanta Hawks from 2005 to 2012. Okay. He was really? with the Utah Yeah. That long? He was with, wow. He was with the Utah Jazz from 2012 to 2014. And then he was with the Charlotte Hornets from 2014 to 2020. I remember that. He must have
2: been a really good practice player and a really nice guy.
1: He, he had to be there. And then the Hornets waived them in February of 2020. And then he signed with the Milwaukee Bucks last year in February. And then once the um once the Bucks got eliminated, he decided to retire.
2: I legit don't remember ever seeing him on the floor after his rookie year, ever. Hey, good for him though. He got paid a long time. Right. No, right. I mean, but not in the league anymore. No. He came <laughs> way after him. Yeah,
1: but that that was the first person I could think of. It was just like, that's dude, like, call. <laughs> it's just so much hype. But he he made a fifteen year career in the NBA, and we don't remember a we don't remember him being on the floor for any of it.
0: And he did and, and he did this as a coming off the bench at the boy man. Look here.
2: <laughs> but he was nasty that year in North Carolina. He was. Oh, yeah. yeah. He let's
0: so
1: say he averaged what well, he averaged 12 points coming off the bench. He was he was Montrez um Harold for
0: Okay. Okay. So gotcha. you know what
1: I'm saying? He he was the best sixth man in the country, but without question. that, that and that. That lineup was loaded, but then again, like I said, yeah. But again, think of that lineup. Um, do you remember Sean May really doing anything in? No. In the NBA, I don't even Sha-
0: remember. I, did he go? Did he get drafted, or did he? What the hell happened? He went overseas, didn't he?
1: Sean May got drafted first round by the Bobcats.
0: Oh yes, that is right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And they, they
1: and they actually went back to back North Carolina picks. Because Raymond Felton went number five to the Bobcats. John May went number 13 to the Bobcats.
2: Wow. Yeah. But Felton didn't have a terrible career, though. No, uh, he, he, And I saw him play live. That dude was fast with the basketball, yeah. man.
1: Oh, yeah. He hey, was
0: fast. Yep. Ladder South Carolina own Raymond Felton. Who you got, Eddie? Cool. Who do I have? Let's see. Uh, it's a gentleman on the picture that you posted, Scotty D. None other than the one, the only, the seven-foot wonder himself, <laughs> Greg Oden. Mr. Bad Knees, Mr. I Can't Stay Healthy. You guys remember, I forgot which year it was, but during the um, during the NCAA tournament, it was like him and Mike Connolly and a very loaded Ohio State basketball team. And they ran through everybody. They ran through their commerce like it was nobody's business. And then come tournament time, it's like, hey, we're doing pretty good, doing pretty fine. And they lost.
2: Didn't they play for the national championship that year, if I'm not mistaken? I think they played. I think they lost to Florida when Florida went back to back. Yes,
0: yes, they did. Yep, in a losing effort to Florida. So with that being said, it was like, okay, maybe Greg Oden is going to be a monster. He he, he, he primed himself in, in good position to be like an all-time great. And then that turned out not to be not that good because Portland, they decided to pick him um, first round or first overall in the 2007
2: draft. Oh, and who went two and three? Who did go two and three? Kevin year? Durant was, was right after him. I think Kevin Durant was two.
0: Oh, <laughs> see, see is it, this, what,
2: what, what is this? Michael Jordan,
0: Sam Bowie all over again. Is exactly. This... Exactly. Oh. oh man. The trailblazers can't get out their own way for, oh, you did it again, Portland. You got it right with Dame baller, but before that has been a little shaky. So, all right. So here we go. <laughs> uh Greg Oda, He did play from 06 to 07 at Ohio state. Uh He got drafted first overall by the blazers in 2007. Um, His playing career was from 2007 to 2016. Um, In the NBA, he spent 2007 to 2012 with the Portland Trail Blazers and then the 13-14 season with the Miami Heat. And then guess what he did? He went went over to Europe too? Uh, I think he went to China, if I'm not mistaken. Um, In 2015 to 2016, he played for the Jiangsu Dragons. Um, and his career statistics in the NBA, he scored 840 points, which is eight points per game right at, he had 656 rebounds and that is 6.2 rebounds a game. And he had a grand total of 130 blocks, which is a block and a quarter a game. So yeah, so Greg Oden looked like he was going to be something special, but, um, bad life and it just yeah so greg Oden, that's my pick <laughs> for the choices of the voices and with that being said scannity what's the
2: question for next week's choices of the voices all right this one's not going to be as creative um but we're going to transition to baseball so here you go pete very simply you guys heard us talking baseball earlier who do you think is going to win the world series this year very simple prediction pick for choices of the voice next week who is your world series prediction that's it all right, who do we think
0: gonna win the World Series? And who do our listeners and our viewers, we've got to wait to our viewers, guys? We gotta wait to them again. Who do they think are gonna win the World Series? And that's it for another edition of The Choices of the Voices. Come back next week where we'll pick more fun at you and answer more questions because you know what? It's all for you, and we appreciate you a great deal. Choices of the voices, check us out next week
1: okay boys let's bring it home with a round of pepper all
0: right ladies and gentlemen boys and girls pikachus rats and monkeys you heard the woman we're gonna take it home with a round of pepper you know how we do it three topics rapid fire style kind of soda not really we live to enlighten and educate and we're gonna pick at you too just a little bit well actually we're gonna pick at each other but with that being said i'll go first my first pepper point goes out to the University of Tennessee Lady Volunteers because in this day in history, back in 1997, the Volunteers defeated Old Dominion University 68-59 to win the Women's National Championship of that year. At the time, it was Tennessee's fifth National Championship. I'm going to throw some names at you, fellas, that you might be familiar with. Um, on the Tennessee team, it included Shamiqua Holesclaw, all right? Or uh-huh. her? Yes. Tamika Catchings. Oh yeah, Um, Kelly Jolly was also the the current head coach of the Lady Volunteers, and they were coached by Pat Summit. May she rest in peace. On the Old Dominion side of things, there was a player by the name of Tisha Pianichero. I don't know if you remember her. She played for the Sacramento Monarchs in the WNBA, and she was pretty good. So, um, yeah, this day in history, Tennessee wins their fifth national title. Over to you, Scotty D. All
2: right. So, Billy Horschel won the match play championship over Scotty Scheffler this past week in the PGA. I didn't watch it. I was watching the basketball tournament. I did not watch the golf tournament. Congratulations to Billy Horschel. Next week is the Valero Texas Open. The final stop before a tradition unlike any other. The Masters on CBS. Coming up, Dustin Johnson, defending champion. Two weeks, the Masters begins on April eighth. Can't wait for that one. Be live over to you.
1: Yes, sir. CCU, Teal Nation, stand up. Dustin Johnson hopes you repeats. But now, Skydy, I'm gonna go ahead and let you know this real quick. I told you, I told you earlier that you're gonna pay for um, pay for um, you just being you. So uh, let me go ahead. <laughs> and, um, let, let's 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 go ahead and get into it. My first pepper point. Well, 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 how the tides have turned. Um, when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um they've been struggling a little bit. I believe they're on a two-game win streak right now. So they, they, they might they're they're doing all right without um LeBron James and Anthony James. Yeah, but whatever. Um, Andre we'll get Drummond. to him. We'll get we'll we'll get back to him in just a second. <laughs> but um this past Thursday that they, um, the Lakers allowed two of their former players to come back into the Staples Center, g- grab their championship rings, and then proceed to beat up on the LeBron-less Lakers. And those two are the likes of Dwight Howard and Danny Green. And Danny Green lit them up for 28 points, just product of the U- University of North Carolina. He didn't do much to win that title, anyway. Now, that'll Howard. be
2: the last twenty-eight he'll have this year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> his best twenty-eight,
1: by far, the streakiest player in basketball history. Uh, but there was a little another thing that just came to came to mind, though, was the fact that Dwight Howard was ejected for <laughs> the, for um, technical fouls. Um, a little toss-up between him and Montrez Harrell and his own coach. Proceeded to call him a clown for his antics. <laughs> you know you already have one technical foul. Why is you still tussling with somebody else? You got to do better, Dwight Howard. Do better, Lakers.
2: <laughs> See you in the do finals. Better.
1: Yeah, that, mm-hmm. Okay, I still go with the Clippers just because I'm hating Eddie. Cool the ball.
0: Yeah, the Lakers are currently in fourth place in the Western Conference. But um, once uh GOAT James and Baby Goat AD get back and they got Andre Drummond, it's gonna be an interesting thing to see with about what a handful of games left before we start to play in. But um, that's neither here nor there. Now, this second pepper point, <laughs> it's a good one. Um, kids, um, let me tell you something. We got a hot mic, don't be stupid all right just don't say anything just to get you in trouble or potentially get you fired just like nhl referee tim Peel did um he got fired because he was saying some stuff that um that could mess up the integrity of the game and the nhl said look man we can't have you doing what you're doing so you got to get your ass out of here i'm gonna tell you what he did all right so last wednesday night we had the nashville predators versus the detroit red wings shortly after Nashville forward Victor Arvidsson was whistled for a tripping penalty on Detroit defenseman John Merrill, a ringside TV microphone picked up an official saying it wasn't much but I wanted to get a effing penalty against Nashville early. So you betting on games, Tim Peel? Are you being biased, Tim Peel? Were you supposed to be unbiased matter of fact let me switch the camera view because i want i want everybody to see the reaction on my sports bros like 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 tim peel like what the hell are you doing like you know we live in a society there's always a hot mic so therefore you must be careful of what you say and what you do i'm not saying be scared i'm not saying being a punk or be quite everything but if you know couldn't damn well that there's a possibility that there might be a live mic as you can see see yep you got to cover it up yep see you you got to cover it up see Tim Peel I'm thinking when you I don't know where you come from or or, or your upbringing somehow some way the art of being slipped I mean the art of being slick slipped because apparently you were slick enough to uh um, cover up the mic Um, he got fired and I think Scotty D from what you told me earlier he was going to retire in April anyway
2: yeah he was at the end of his career I guess
0: (laughs) I guess he said the hell with it what are they going to do to me fire me I'm already fired I guess he channeled his Rick I'm out yeah I'm out I'm done you can have this this sucks ain't no people in the crowd just don't mess with my pension but Tim Peel penalty box hashtag do better (laughs) Over to you be live.
1: I'll uh, let Scotty D step in real quick.
0: We're gonna let Scotty step what? in. Okay, yeah, Scotty Over to you, Scotty D. I'm sorry. Over to you, Scotty D.
2: <laughs> okay. Now that you mentioned the NHL, I'm gonna stick on that topic. And I have something going on right now as we are recording at this moment that's very troubling to me. Well, actually, uh Houston, three point lead, uh two and a half to go against Oregon State. But back to the NHL. The Buffalo Sabres have lost 17 NHL games in a row. Two of those being in overtime. They uh, they recently traded Eric Stahl to the Habs. He's He had zero goals in his last 23 games. Things have been not going too well for the Sabres. The record for the longest streak in hockey history, 18 games. One away, you are. 18 games. And that was in 2003 and four. the Pittsburgh Penguins. And as I'm speaking, the Sabres hold a three-to-one lead in the third period over the Philadelphia Flyers. Come on, Buffalo. You can do it. You can do it. Two more. You're two away from making history. Come on, Sabres. Come on, Flyers. Let's go. Be live. Over to you.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. 58-56. The Penguins lost 18 games in a row.
2: They did. In 2003 and 2004, they did. Well, oh,
1: they were bad, bad. They were bad.
2: <laughs> well. Pre-Crosby.
1: So, because I, f- I figured on my pepper points today, I'm going to feature um, the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> now, this date in NBA history, not really, it's actually just... <laughs> but this is how the story led off. This is what I looked up.
0: Gimmick infringement. Er- no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> joking.
1: But it... <laughs> everybody's now talking about the New York, um, the New Jersey net, the Brooklyn nets, I'm sorry. And all these players that are, um, were all stars. And now they all come together to try to win a championship and everything. All these all stars and all this crazy stuff. And one thing that came to mind was when back in the day, when Chris Paul Wanted to was about to be traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. And then at the time, Commissioner David Stern vetoed the trade. Not today. <laughs> but it is now noted. It is noted. I did a little research. I did a little research. I don't I don't understand why this never even made any um headway. But the commissioner actually did not veto the trade. Who did it? at the time the New Orleans Pelicans were majority owned by the NBA. Oh. So David Stern was acting as the general manager of the team and did not want to make the trade. That is right. So 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 they couldn't put, they couldn't pull it together put that super team of Kobe and Chris Paul, but now the um the Brooklyn Nets have just every former All Star known to man. What is going on in the world today? Oh, and I always like to mention with the Nets that as soon as they get Blake Griffin, he finally he, he finds his hops again and <laughs> and gets an alley oop, which uh, is miraculously dude ain't dunked in forever. Nah, he he jumped over to... a car
2: as soon as he gets <laughs>
0: town. <he> yep and <laughs> right,
1: with that being said eddie cool the
0: ball you know what i do remember that um when the pelicans were owned oh yeah it all okay it all makes sense but david stern still had a hand in him not going there so yeah he's still guilty by association All right, here we go. Third and final pepper point. Happy birthday to you, to Richard Sherman. L-O-B. Yeah, you remember him. Happy birthday to former Seattle Seahawks cornerback and also former San Francisco 49er cornerback Richard Sherman because he was born on this day back in 1989. One of the best to ever do it. Um, Somebody signed this man. He still got some good years left. Um, his Achilles ain't blowed up too bad. If he can't get it done at corner, just put him at safety. But the Stanford graduate is very smart. So um, football may not be his end game. It may be something for him to do because he loves it and to make the money. But he's a very smart man. So uh, happy birthday to Richard Sherman and give Sherm a job. And don't try him with no sorry receiver like Crabtree. Every time <laughs> you do it, this is what you're going to get. L-O-B. Over to you, Scotty D.
2: He also had a run-in with that windbag skip Bayless years ago and he was still at the four letter network they, they, they didn't like each other very much. Anyway, uh, on Saturday, the, the five main fights that were on the UFC pay-per-view card, four of them ended with a knockout. It was a really good card. The sugar show returned with a knockout. Um, Sean O'Malley, who last year hurt his ankle, but, um, other than the main event, the biggest one of the night was Tyron Woodley, the former welterweight champion who lost his fourth consecutive fight. Uh, This one was a nasty KO to Vicente Luque in the first round. Woodley has looked terrible for four straight fights. He hasn't won a round in any of those fights. He's 38 years old. Retire, please. Please. I don't like watching these fighters get to that certain age and all of a sudden they can't win anymore and they don't even seem competitive anymore. And Woodley has gotten to that point. In November of 2013, he KO'd Josh Koscheck and he looked like an unstoppable beast. And I loved it because I didn't like Koscheck. And then he won the title with a KO over Robbie Lawler in 2016. But it's time to hang it up. We saw this happen to Anderson Silva. We saw this happen to Junior Dos Santos. In boxing, we saw it happen to Roy Jones Jr. And it's not fun when you watch someone who seemingly is indestructible suddenly can't even win a round. Tyron Woodley, please don't fight anymore. John Jones, please fight Francis Ngannou. And Buffalo Sabres, you gave up another goal. It's 3-2. to Please don't win this game. Come on, Flyers. NHL history. Sabres. Two games away. Adam Morrison, quit crying. Over to you guys. Be live. <laughs> Adam Morrison, quit crying.
0: He's still
1: on that. <laughs> wow. Well, um, Richard Sherman has been pursuing um, his ownership of the um, Glacier Boys in fan Control football league. So
2: <laughs> We still talk about the Glacier Boys? <laughs> the Glacier Boys. <laughs> Didn't the Glacier Boys have a, a, a hit song right after Backstreet Boys? I, know, have,
1: I have no idea. But what I do have an idea of is that um, Facebook, social media um, sites or whatever, y'all going to stop with the disrespect. <laughs> y'all going to stop this because everybody's talking about the um, Brooklyn Nets and all these um, All-Stars But the the biggest thing that everybody's talking about is that all these players are coming together to beat a 36-year-old man in the likes of LeBron James. So what y'all not going to do, what y'all not going to do, y'all not going to disrespect former All-Star Marc Gasol. You're not going to disrespect former Sixth Man of the Year Montrezl Harrell. What you're not going to do is disrespect um, former All Star Andre Drummond, or did, did he? Was he? He, he didn't get voted All Star this year, did he?
0: No, not this year. No,
1: not this year. But it, but yeah. What you What you're not gonna do is disrespect Marquise Morris. What you're not gonna do is disrespect Dennis Schroeder, But above all, you're not gonna sit here and disrespect Anthony Davis. They're not building this team to beat LeBron. They're building this team to beat. Everybody, everybody on the Lakers. Everybody. They're building this team to beat everybody on the 76ers. They're put, putting this team together, to beat everybody on the Boston Celtics. They're putting this team together, to beat everybody on the Clippers. Stop just stop. Cut it out. Cut it out. LeBron, this LeBron that get off this man's nether region. I'm gonna just gonna say it like that. Get just get off of it. Because it's, it's, it's no, LeBron James is not the only player on the team. Stop it. Cut it out.
2: He's good, though. Yeah,
1: he he's, is. he's good. But y'all, yeah. <laughs> Everybody say, oh, oh man, we're put, put, put this team together to beat LeBron James. No. They're putting this team together to beat LeBron James and Anthony Davis and my Travis Harrell. Come on, man. Cut it out. I'm just. Did, did you realize, that Adam, Kuzma.
2: did you know that Adam Morrison played for the Lakers at one point? He did. Didn't he get a haircut? Yeah, and and it made him cry, so they had to cut it.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man. But, yeah, just cut it out. And, you know, what? I'm (laughs) going to say this. I'm going to say this. For one particular LeBron freaking lover staying out there, Tim Livingston. Cut it all the way out. Oh. If you post, if you post one more thing on my, and I gotta look at it on my Facebook feed about you, oh, oh boy, I almost, I almost said some nasty things on our podcast. I do apologize, but um, yeah, I'm on. I'm, yeah, cut it out. Stop it. <laughs> for for every every Le, every LeBron fan out there, every Laker fan out there. All of y'all, cut it out. There's one true GOAT when it comes to basketball and there's many GOATs from many different eras that did their thing, different eras, different balls, but there's one true GOAT and it's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Stop it. Cut it out. Do better. And I'm out.
2: He's Adam- up. I think Adam Morrison was the goat of crying players. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's got to be I am gonna take this somehow somewhere and get a title for the uh for the podcast, Crying Ghost. Oh, there it is. Crying Ghost. <laughs> yep, you
2: got the title of the dog. Adam dog Morrison Boy. was playing for the Lakers and he still had one of those little mustaches that eighth graders grow that like is all like soft and and pencil y. Peach fuzz. It's called Peach Fuzz. Peach fuzz, that's what it was. Yeah. There
0: we go. It is called peach Fuzz. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for another, uh, another round of pepper. And that's it for another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. So we're about to get up out of here, watch a little bit of wrestling, uh, watch a little bit of basketball, and watch sports, sports, and more sports. With that being said, Scotty D, where can the people find you?
2: I'm tweeting, baby. I'm tweeting. You have seen I, I tweet. You can find me on Twitter and on Facebook. Yeah, no, no, no good on the Tweeter.
0: Yeah, we, we, we they can find you on the Twitter, Scott. They can do
2: Twitter
1: on Twitter. Boy, i tell you what. <laughs> hey, so, Scottie,
0: hey hey, sign me <laughs> on there, one of them that tweeters accounts.
1: <laughs> Scotty D, you're definitely showing your age.
2: I'm tweeting, baby. I'm tweeting like all the kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me get one of them Twitstagram accounts. Oh, what?
1: <laughs> be and, live. And,
0: go ahead, be Live
1: once again, just to help help um the money man Scotty D out, because he he says he tweets, but he doesn't give anybody what his oh, handle yeah. is. Money Donnelly. Yes. Money Donnelly. You can find him there. And I actually follow Money Donnelly Me too. on the on the on the Twitter machine. And I do like his um UFC highlights. I wasn't able to watch it, but I was definitely following him on Twitter. Now, if we can get him on our official Sports roles podcast Twitter, I mean, that would be also interesting. But that might be too technologically advanced for him. So we're just going to let him run with Money Donnelly. And we'll retweet. We'll retweet. retweet blah, 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 blah. At, we're going to retweet <laughs> what he says. Mubbish, yeah, Mubbish. <laughs> retweet, retweet on the Sports roles podcast, um, sport and. Twitter is Sports Bros Podcast, or is it Sports Bros Pcast? Which yeah, Sports is it? Bros say,
0: Pcast, that's it, Sports,
1: Bros, Sports P-Cast. Bros Pcast. on Twitter, Sports Bros Podcast on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter, this your boy Be live no I at the beginning, so T-H-S-B-E-Y-A-B-O-Y-B-L-I-V to the E. The reason why I had to take the I out because it was too long, but yay, that's what it is. Um... And those other social media things. Check out our YouTube channel, Sports Bros Podcast. We are official, official. You can you can Google us. Well, hey, just just look us up. You can find where we at. Yes,
0: sir. Yep, Sports Bros Podcast. and That leaves me Eddie Cool, the HOC up in this thing, and you can check me at all the aforementioned Sports Bros Podcast social media platforms. You can also check me out on Instagram, which is Cool Season, all one word. And if you're still in the Snapchat game, Snapchat game, you can catch me out there at Super Cool Five Thousand. What else? Oh, I'm on Twitter as well too at the Real Eddie Cool, and I'll be making my Sports Me app return pretty soon this week as well too. You can check me out on there also as well too at Sport Bro. 19. All right, fellas, we got any final words before we get the hell up out of here and uh watch wrestling eat chicken and um talk a little bit with smack.
2: That's all I got. I've given you all I have for the week. Um stop crying. Stop crying. Hopefully, <laughs> this time, hopefully, Gonzaga wins because then I can win, and Adam Morrison won't cry. No, he's gonna cry. He's gonna cry. I guarantee he here's the joke. Yeah, t- t-
0: t- <laughs> <laughs> all right. oh
2: i hope he doesn't listen to this show he it was so long ago i'm still killing him for it He's all these cool. years later hey look as long as there's pictures
0: f- floating around with him crying it's gonna happen look at the jordan crying me think about it. There, there's a whole generation of kids they won't know michael jordan basketball player no 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 they'll know michael jordan as the crying meme ain't that <laughs> something yeah all right We get up out of here, fellas. And with that being said, and in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can do something nice for someone else, they'll greatly appreciate it now more than ever. Continue to wear a mask, stay safe, and just be nice to each other. That's not that hard to do. Open up a door for an old lady. Just, Just do some nice stuff. And if they don't tell you thank them, just tell them, you're welcome. And with that being said, it's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Ain't this this where we start doing this whole leaving thing and stuff like that? (laughs) Yes, sir. And we're out.